Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive with Dr. Rebecca Risk. Do you ever feel that even though nothing seems seriously wrong and you pass all the medical tests, that you still feel that your health, pain, and fatigue are completely out of control? It doesn't have to be that way. Listen to the tips and suggestions given on our program today and take back control of your health. Now, here is Dr. Rebecca Risk. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Today, we're talking with Dr. Cass Ingram. He is a nutritional physician and is joining us today to discuss his new book, The Cannabis Cure. Dr. Ingram, welcome to the show. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, and uh, hopefully we'll get some solid information out for your listeners on how they can get well quick. Well, you know, and I think so. Um, cannabis is uh, just legal in in Canada in October. Uh, so a lot of people don't quite know what to do with it. So I thought we could yeah. um, help them out with that. Um, so that's, first, that's um, I always ask everybody what inspired them to put a book, the book that we're talking about together. So can you just let us know well, why you're so passionate about this? Well, I tell you what, I, the, moms, uh, the moms got me going. They were fighting for their autistic <laughs> and seizure-ridden uh, children and the children that were on on Ritalin and anti-seizure medications in a number of states. So in observing that, if the moms are fighting this hard, I, you know, I've written already 25 books on natural medicine. Let me delve into uh, cannabis, its history, its use, use in antiquity. And, of course, CBD oil was becoming a phenomenon. Let me look at that. Let me look at the traditional use. And then I decided there had to be a good book on it because the fact is, Cannabis, whether cannabis sativa or the other species indica, which is more marijuana, cannabis is a medicine. It was used historically medicinally. It was very rarely used, if ever, for hallucinatory or addictive. Only maybe the Mongols with the heavy smoking of hashish, which then went into the Middle East, uh, sometimes in India. But it was 99% of the time used as as a drug, as a herb, you see. Hmm. So I thought that had to come out, you know. Well, I, I think it's important to talk about it because when we were coming up to the legalization date, I had some people make comments to me about how dangerous this was going to be, that that it was accessible, um, not realizing how accessible it already was and wasn't controlled. So, you know, I was right. pretty happy that it was going to be controlled and people were going to have access to to the CBD part. And you and I are going to talk about, you know, what the, what's the differences. Um, but, but can you just tell us a little bit about why marijuana has been banned for so long? Marijuana was banned strictly for political reasons and actually for financial monopolistic. There was no, back in the 30s and 40s when it was cut out, there was no evidence that it was causing significant health disorders in Americans or Europeans. But what happened was hemp was grown profusely from the colonial times, about 1800, all the way through until 1930, but the big boys in nylon and cotton, as well as paper, the Hearst Cabal, they were threatened by the hemp industry. They wanted rid of it. So they took advantage of the little bit of marijuana smoking that was going on in the, in the music industry and in Hollywood. They made reefer madness. They created a public uh, 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 sort of uh, instigation and then federally they, they banned it, which was the plan all along. But it was done to protect DuPont and their nylon patent, as well as the cotton boys and the paper, mm-hmm. Hearst Mill, uh, paper mill people. That was why. Uh, unfortunately, it, but at that, that time, in every doctor's black bag from Victorian times until 1930, 
they all had cannabis indica tincture or or cap pills or what have you. They had they had it in the, and they were giving it for pain. You see, mm-hmm. and nervous, and they regarded it more effective than morphine, a better drug. So the MDs rebelled at the time, but no, to no avail. We lost it. We lost a valuable medicine that was given orally. They weren't smoking it, you see? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it was gone for, for almost 100 years, you see? Uh, well, it, yeah, it, it, it seems a shame to me, especially when we look at the opioid crisis that we're in right now, and that... that you know, when last time I talked to somebody who went to the emergency room, they were offered morphine, and they were actually already on CBD oil and had been prescribed. Well, morphine just, could have killed them. Right. They and were it, already and on it drugs. Just, and it just seemed like, you know, being on CBD oil was like um, ignored, that you're actually doing something for yourself, and they wanted to give something more because that can't possibly be working, which, which baffles me because we know it works, and there's a reason why we're trying to legalize, or we have legalized it, and um, why why is morphine okay, and and that's not, you know, when you morphine look Morphine causes, <laughs> some, well, more, it's a good point, uh, synthetic morphine or morphine isolates lead to maybe a quarter of a million of fatalities a year because a lot of times it's given purposely to take out the, the individual at the end stage. It may be off, you know, when you add in opiates, another 100,000, 50,000 fatalities in North America, uh, we'd be hard-pressed, even with heavy-duty marijuana smoking, to find five fatalities in a year. So uh, what you're dealing with is a big, monstrous pharmaceutical cartel. They have synthesized cannabinoid, and they say that's okay, but that has led to deaths fairly mm-hmm. commonly. Whereas the natural form, we don't have any deaths at all whatsoever on either the CBD, which is more isolated, or the crude extract especially. Not possible to get a death with that. Uh, or even an illness, or even a, a disease. So, in well, fact, you know, when we're looking at um, marijuana, I, I know when people people always associate it with you know the the pothead who's lazy and not doing anything, um, and and um, you know and I think that stigma still stays. That's why I had those conversations with people about how this is actually a good thing, and all they yeah. could see was that the addictive property of it. Is that a concern for for us having just legalized uh, that in Canada? Well. It- I'll tell you what the biggest concern with with marijuana is. Marijuana has been raised to be addictive, whereas the original species out there were addictive when they made it into hashish, of course, in high-concentrated forms. But there are so many clones or so many species, so many different types that have a high THC. So if you have a 14-year-old, this is the real issue, a 12, 14-year-old that starts pounding the, the reefers, they can become addicted, and that they can develop a, a, a reduction in the brain size at that young age. We don't mm-hmm. see that so much in the adults, but I have had to deal with musicians who were heavy, heavy, heavy marijuana addicts, and they did have problems, uh, you know, with the carbon monoxide and just addiction. So it's never a good idea to overdo anything except the extract. If you have a good quality organic or natural without any chemicals or solvents, extract, whether it's from marijuana or particularly from industrial hemp, you can't really get into any kind of addiction with that. 
you can't get into any tissue damages as such, you see. So, so we have to look at the fine line. For the general public, I don't think smoking reefers or, or marijuana, whatever you want to call it, smoking mm-hmm. mer- medical marijuana, that's not the ideal for the general public. For somebody that's got MS, they're in a wheelchair, they don't really have many options, let them go ahead and do what they've got to do to control their pain. But for Mrs. Smith and Mr. Jones down the street, they're much better off with medical marijuana in the form of drops or capsules, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a sensible way to go about it. Well, uh, and there and are many when, types, and we try to get into these types to help the, you know, your listenership. We will, hopefully. You know. Yes. Um, well, th- that's the next thing I, I want to get into. You and I have used some terms, CBD oil and THC. What, what is actually, um, what does that mean? So just so that people can understand. Right. Well, the human body has opiate receptors and endorphin receptors. Chocolate gooses the endorphins. Opiates are goosed by wheat, rye, barley, malt, and by uh, alcohol. So, uh, and obviously those receptors, God made them there because we have our own opiates we make. And so when we take morphine or opioids, they do attach the receptors and they overwhelm them and all that. So, but we also have our own cannabinoid receptors. And those cannabinoid receptors can receive the THC, uh, but the reason they're there is not for THC. THC is very powerful. The reason they're there is we make our own cannabinoids. We make them from meat, from cheese, from animal food, believe it or not. Animal food has a fatty acid that's converted to cannabinoid. One of the problems with a strict vegan diet is you can sometimes get anxiety and depression and irritability because you're not eating any cannabinoid precursor. So we have the CB1 receptors, but we also have CB2 receptors, and they receive cannabinoid, but they also receive the, the active ingredients of things that we love, which many people love marijuana and smoke it for that reason. They get that benefit of some, you know, sensation. But those same receptors that receive the marijuana smoke, but also the drops, they also receive cinnamon, clove, Sage, oregano, basil, chamomile, hops, things that we love, and we use a little bit rosemary in our food, have cannabinoids that attach to those CB2 receptors, not CB1, but CB2. So I cover that in the book, that there are other sources of cannabinoid that we could either use inside the supplements with the, uh, with the hemp extract or uh, separately because they're all activating those same receptors. And the reason you want to keep those receptors in activation is they, they, they get weak with time. If we don't take our activators, those receptors fizzle out, and, and so you lose that opportunity for balance in the nervous system. Think about that. If you have seizures, if you have autism, ADHD, stress syndrome, stress psychout syndrome, if you have depression and anxiety and therefore are turning to pot, for instance, if you have a drug addiction, you have an imbalance in your brain. And when you activate the CB2 and CB1, you get to put the nervous system into balance. And so I'm using a special kind of hemp extract for alcohol addiction, tobacco addiction, marijuana addiction, cocaine addiction, addiction to drugs like Zoloft, Paxil, Xanax, and I have case histories. Uh, extremely effective because you feel good. Yeah, like so so, pot, you know, you know. so you're saying that that we have 
um, receptors in our body that bind to the cannabinoids. Is that God made it that way. Yeah. You make okay. two or three different cannabinoids inside. You synthesize them mm-hmm. through the liver and through the brain, and then they go into those receptors to keep you in good good condition and to keep your mood in good condition. Uh, and so, who's going to argue that that? <laughs> That at the same time, the Creator made the cannabis plant so we could harvest it. Don't forget, historically, in the biblical people, the Hebrews in the Bible, it taught, and even mentions there in there, they were using some kind of incense and burning something that turns out to be cannabis resin with frankincense. They would mix it with frankincense and myrrh, other spices, and cinnamon, and they would burn it because it gave improved mood and also acted as antiseptic. Uh, and and this was done in India. They, they 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 did two things with cannabis. They would take it and stuff it in milk with turmeric and cinnamon and sugar, and drink it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or they would make it incense. So where's okay. all this stuff about having to constantly smoke it with the high THC? You know, they weren't doing that. Well, you know, as, as a, a herbalist, I'm I'm. I, I want us to use things that are, that are more natural. Um, I, I do. I mean, it's not that I'm against medicine. I th- it, like pharmaceuticals; they have their place. But I, I, if we have an option that that is more natural, because um, you just compared the synthetic version to actually having killed people, the synthetic uh, cannabis. So. And why would we make a synthetic version when we have a plant that, oh, yeah. you know, that, that is doing this? And and if we can use this plant and, and if it's been there for a long time, I don't see why where the harm is, especially when we can control it. There's I think no that, harm. The doctors were yeah. fighting back that they were going to lose their cannabis because it was so valuable to them back in the 20s and 30s. And we yeah. have had a huge loss in civilization. The people who end up on the Zolos and the Pan- uh, Paxils and the Xanaxes and the Valiums, when they could have done this, case history. I had a guy, 25 years, he has two PhDs, so don't tell me he, uh, you know, how he could do this. Two PhDs, but still was on Zoloft for 25 years. He developed brain damage. I took mm-hmm. a look at him, I said, doctor, what for? Uh, you know, get off of it. And they, well, oh, I can't. I mean, so I gave him some of this crude extract. It's called hempanol. I gave him the super strength, which has 3,000 milligrams of crude extract of hemp in the bottle. I said, take this crude extract of hemp stock or, or hemp, agricultural hemp. I mentioned to him it's organic. It's certified organic. It's extremely high quality. And you get all the terpenes plus the cannabinoids. I want to talk about terpenes. Okay. So this is a raw extract. Well, let, let's is, let's take a quick break. Let's talk about that um, right when we we get back. Um, we're talking today with Dr. Cass Ingram, and we're discussing his book, The Cannabis Cure. And we'll be back shortly. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent 
Inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Everything is energy. It's all connected. Your energy can be seen as the foundation for your life and impacts all areas of living. Do you realize that your thoughts have the power to affect how you show up? Tune in for Healthy Energy with Margo, featuring host Margo Nielsen. Margo and her guests will show you that connecting to your energy is vital to your health, relationships, money, and more. Listen live every Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Riss. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're talking with Dr. Cass Ingram, and we're discussing his book, The Cannabis Cure. So, Dr. Ingram, before the break, you were going to get into explaining terpenes. Did I say that right? Yes, the terpenes, yeah. along with the cannabinoids. For this, for this case history, he took, the, he took the Zoloft off. He then started taking the hemp and all under the tongue, which is basically raw, crude, supercritical hemp extract that has the terpenes, high terpenes, plus the cannabinoids. He's able to stay off the Zoloft. That's 25 years addiction, very difficult to do. And then he, but he says he gets some downs. Then if he goes and puts some more drops under the tongue, he, he stays through it. He then ran out and he went and bought the standard CBD oil made from the cloned or isolated CBDs, which where, they, where it's not raw and where the terpenes are largely disrupted because a lot of times they use hexane, butane, heat, and all that. But anyway, he said he could not get stabilized on the refined type or CBD. He had to go back to the crude type to, to keep off the Zoloft. And we're very hopeful, cross our fingers, that he will never again go so he can go back and get a job in his field. Now, let's talk about those terpenes. Let's talk about the traditional use. The traditional use has never been to refine, never, ever refine cannabis. Never. It's a delicate plant. As soon as you hit it with a lot of heat or refinement, nowadays using you know, solvent extraction, you destroy the terpene fraction. The cannabinoids hold up pretty good, but the terpenes are destroyed. Uh, think about this. Ibn Sina, Abyssina in the 1100s, he used to take people with anxiety and neurosis, sit them down, and they would juice the cannabis and pour it over their heads and soak their heads in it you know, as a treatment. They were using a whole food extract. Uh, so the terpenes, back to that, those are biological molecules that are very similar to gasoline. 
In other words, they're very malleable. They are very penetrating. Uh, but they're a natural terpene that you find in essential oil. When you put essential oil in water, you see it has that rainbow shimmer on top. That's the terpenes. But anyway, so the terpenes, they are like worms, like a living worm. If you ingest them, they worm their way in through the blood-brain barrier and do the job that they need to do on seizures and anxiety and neurosis and attention deficit, autism, uh, depression, and, of course, a, a drug addiction. But when you cook them, you take that earthworm and you turn it into a crusty little creature on a sidewalk, you see. So, so I've been very big, and I'm the only voice left, saying we have to have the terpene component. It's, say, 12% CBD, 3% terpene. Don't kill the terpenes. They are the ones that are neuroregenerative. So if you have a stroke, if you have uh, brain damage, if you have Alzheimer's, MS, Lou Gehrig's, uh, uh, then you do want the terpene fraction. Now, take it another step. The scientific study done by the investigators in 2014 on 313 seizure children. The study was so impressive, it about blew the brains off the pharmaceutical industry. You know, with seizure medication, you're just maintaining them. 50% of the children saw a major improvement in the number of seizures and 10% had it eradicated, and that was with a refined CBD oil. When we have used clinically the crude extract, we're seeing 100% elimination so far in children with seizures. That's the difference between the terpenes, which are neuroregenerative, and just cannabidiol, which is CBD. 100% improvement versus 10%. 100% reversal versus 10%. My general impression is try to use the herbs in the most unprocessed way possible. <laughs> you know, natural, well, all natural. So, so I just want to um, point out, because you said, of course, 14-year-old um, pot users will um, cause their, some, some issues with their brain. Um, and so you're giving children this product. Um, what is the difference with what no you're doing no, no and what traditionally, you know? Here's the difference. Yeah. Here is the difference. THC, my friend, THC and uh, a marijuana cloned and raised to be addictive and hallucinatory. That's, that was an industry, a secret industry at that time because of the banning. Mm -hmm. So the difference between that and organically raised agricultural hemp, you can't compare it. You'd have to smoke a joint the size of a telephone pole to get high on agricultural hemp. It's rope hemp. It's clothing hemp. It's paper hemp. It's it's hemp seed hemp. No, you can't compare it. So if a child, uh, as the mothers have been battling for, is given either CBD oil or particularly the crude extract, there's no toxicity like, like brain damage toxicity. You don't get that. Mm. Not possible. Well, uh, you know, she, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I wanted to point to point that out because I know that that it, not everybody is understanding that uh, that now that this is legalized, that there is actually a difference. What you take for your pain is not going to make you high unless you choose to do so, unless you're taking THC, um, and and that that's where there's still that stigma. And I think it's really important that we understand that you could take CBD oil and and drive and work and and not have you know those issues. You're still functioning right. as a person. Well, I, a better person because uh, you have no pain. Let me clarify it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
CBD oil is going to be a lot safer, obviously, than Marinol and synthetic. Mm-hmm. But the people should know that the safest type is when you use the, just the full-spectrum crude. So something like, I'll just hate to give brands, but something like Hempinol, which is what I was forced to endorse in my book after my experience. I took CBD oil. <laughs> I've never taken marijuana. I took it first time, fair dose, under the tongue, and <laughs> I didn't feel like getting up out of my chair. I actually got kind of a... You know, I'm 60-some, a little bit of a stone sensation. Mm-hmm. And so if you, if you refine the CBDs too high, then you can get some little funny business. And, and so that's when I turned to the, to the manufacturers and I said, would you send me some of the crude extract with no refinement, no solvents, no heat, no, and I'll tell you how they process it. And then I found that to be universally safe, you know, for children. That's why I've been recommending it. I, I don't, mm-hmm. without, without hesitation, I recommend it for children. Uh, but I'm not sure if every child will, will, will react to CBD. Uh, so you want to go a little slower if you're doing CBD, but if you're doing crude extract, you can use it pretty much, you know, pretty mm-hmm. much in, with impunity. Well, well, let, let's talk about how how to take it then. I think that's important as well. Um, you know, there, there's actually a lot of rumors and a lot of ads on the radio um, about ac- actually mixing CBD with alcohol and cigarettes. Oh, that would um, not be a good idea. Yeah. It's not a um, good idea whatsoever to to mix CBD with pot smoking, with with especially with alcohol and with any other drug. It's the purpose of the CBD products, or particularly hemp and all my favorite for drug addiction, is to detox people from drug addiction, from alcohol. I mean, the objective is health improvement, not just monkeying around with your sensations. If you want to do that, go smoke pot. I mean, if, you know, if your objective mm-hmm. is to help your children or your adults or your grandparents or whoever with pain and inflammation, with anxiety and neurosis, with addiction to SSRI drugs or opiates, like I had this guy on opiates. He fell 50 feet from a pine tree in Vancouver Island to his feet, wasn't very smart, it could happen to anybody, and he crushed up his, his legs. Mm-hmm. So he's been on opiates for 30 years. I put him on the super strength, in 30 days he ditches the opiates. He's never went back. And that's what we're trying to do is help, gives people another herbal medicine. I like cannabis because it's another part of our repertoire for specific indications. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so I can even tell you all the major indications of it, you see? All right. I mean, it's uh, opiate and alcohol addiction and yeah. addiction to pharmaceutical drugs. It's, uh, it's neurological conditions, MS, Lou Gehrig's, uh, Parkinson's, and brain cancers, and schizophrenia. It has a big value in obsessive-compulsive and anxiety and depression, so that group. It's a very effective agent for migraine headache, especially when you combine it with the wild oregano. There is such a thing out there, the wild oregano slash cannabis combination. Very powerful. It's very effective for glaucoma and for plantar fasciitis. It's, it's a very good bone density agent. There's good work showing it increases the density of bones even after fractures. Obviously, 
the crude extract with the terpenes, that's going to be the best for nausea, vomiting, digestive disorders. In fact, I had some pretty bad heartburn the other day, and I took about 20 drops under the tongue, and it took it out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Those are the big, big platforms. Now, Lyme disease, because mm-hmm. of putting the nervous system into balance, and also its anti-pain uh, properties. Let's not neglect the anti-pain. Uh, turmeric is great for the inflammation, for instance. Cannabis is very good for pain, any kind of pain syndrome, because of modulating the nervous system. So, so, so let's say somebody um, had uh, Parkinson's, um, which is a, a progressive illness uh, where they lose control of their, their body. What would they expect to find when they started taking this? Well, when I gave this crude extract to a Lyme Parkinsonian case with uh, such severe bilateral tremors that the individual could not write his signature, after about four weeks, he was able to to write his signature, and he had about an 80% reduction in the tremor, uh, which I thought was really very good. We don't know for sure if by itself cannabis or its extracts will take out Parkinson's, but... What I found is that there is a certain neuroregenerative property of the terpene fraction. So, so you will get some benefit in MS, Parkinson's, and sometimes in Lou Gehrig's. It may not be the full thing. You may need to do other things like turmeric, oregano oil to really... Because Parkinson's and MS are frequently caused by infection of the brain and the brain stem. I hope you know. I think you do. We yes. have been finding the Lyme spirochete inside mm-hmm. the brain of uh, Parkinson's, MS, Lou Gehrig's, and Alzheimer's cases. About yes. half the cases. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm very aware. Um, but you know, it, at the at the same time. Um, People are looking for for symptom relief, even if they're going down the the Lyme road and treating that as as part of their complex. Um, and you know, especially when they start treatment, it takes a long time to get that under control. And it's nice to yeah. know that there is something that you know you said within four weeks his symptoms were under control, um, which, which I think um, usually the medication doesn't. Just no, the medication is yeah. not neuroregenerative. That's the difference, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. See, there's good work on beta-caryophyllene, which is the key terpene in unprocessed hemp extracts and also is the smell of marijuana, by the way. Uh, this is uh, also the smell of cinnamon and clove, uh, sage, oregano. I mean, who would ever eat a pizza without oregano? We're not crazy. Who's going to ever have <laughs> cappuccino without cinnamon or a cinnamon roll without cinnamon? So we love that aroma. We love that taste, and that's the caryophyllene. That particular Mm -hmm. substance, BCP, whether in cinnamon extract or cannabis extract, what have you, that has been found to not only repair damaged neurons, like from a stroke or Lyme attack or Parkinson's, what have you, but also to cause the development of new neurons. So like you said, some symptom control, but potential for reversal of disease is there, especially if we've got the terpene component uh, biologically active. Unfortunately, with most of the CBD oils right now, that's mostly that's largely destroyed. But so that's the concept: is mm. neuroregeneration and neuroRepair. Cannabis does part, you know, does does do that. Yeah. 
Well, that's encouraging, and I hope that we um, get some studies on that because, of course, without uh, multiple studies, uh, it's not going to be followed through on to help people enough. Um, And and now that it's it's legal in Canada and it's getting legalized across the U.S., um, it is becoming more available. And so people can choose that even if their doctors aren't choosing it for them, which I think is great because... Yes, um, and I don't even know what the law is in Canada on uh, on allowing drops. I understand that Health Canada has been grousing around saying we're going to catch and fine and attack anybody that oh, no. that has uh, the drops uh, or the capsules. And, and I don't know on what basis other than to protect the pharmaceutical houses. I don't know what else. why else would they be harassing people. Well, uh, the C- CBD is, is uh, it's actually legal. Uh, in October, so we have access to it, and you don't need a okay. prescription anymore. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that would be ideal. I know that I have yeah. seen some health food stores that in Canada that have two things that uh, I've seen it: uh, Hempanol and something called Canacurman. They both have the full spectrum crude, it's, and it's not even CBD. So somebody wants to argue that, argue it. This is just a botanical, isn't it? Because you're mm-hmm. taking the the hemp. You're extracting it from organically grown material. You're taking the crude muck and putting it in olive oil, and then it ends up in a bottle. I mean, you know, what's that? It's Mm -hmm. it's strictly a a grandfathered botanical that has been used since 10,000 B.C. in some form. And, and, and so by all the cultures, Pharaoh, India, China, the Middle East, you know, the Mongols, uh, who could argue it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think it does get argued, but that's okay. That's that's our human nature. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking today with Dr. Cass Ingram, and we're discussing his book, The Cannabis Cure. We'll be back shortly. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives, but most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Riss. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're talking with Dr. Cass Ingram, and we're discussing his book, The Cannabis Cure. So, uh, Dr. Ingram, one thing I know um, that, that you touch on in your book is autism, which, yeah. you know, is, is a disease that is increasing. And um, there isn't, you know, much help for it. Does cannabis do something for autism? Yes, I love the natural, organic, solvent-free uh, cannabis. Let me emphasize that for our children. Uh, for uh, rich in the terpenes for any childhood neurological condition, whether it be Ritalin's too much or the kids are getting addicted at a young age to things or the hardcore autism, ADHD, Tourette syndrome uh, conditions. I, I like it. Uh, I, I'm going to have to recommend the crude extract, though, for children. I, I just won't be recommending CBD. I'd rather see them do the hemp and all for that group. And and you should be able to use it freely, you know, rubbing it on the bottom of the feet, on the shins, on the thighs, uh, taking a few drops twice a day internally, maybe the capsule form, little teeny capsule. And I just, I, I mean, I had a kid with seizures. He was seven. He'd had seizures since about one year, and nothing would work. So he was on medication. So we gave him this hempanol, and hempanol CF specifically, which has no oregano in it. And really, it only took about a week before it was completely eradicated. I mean, that's how effective these terpenes are on the brain stem. So, and, and the idea that you could rub it on the bottom of the feet and on the shin and up and down the spine and on the chest and get it into the lymphatics, not just oral, that's mm-hmm. pretty novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... So I would encourage moms, and if they can't find this type, if they're going to do CBD, make sure you get one that's, that's not solvent extracted. That's going to be hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's uh, important. So, so when people are, I mean, uh, that's one thing. People can get CBD oil, but they're, they're, they don't know what to ask for and what to no, look for. No, they so don't. Think, and, they, you know, yeah. the idea of using something that's been extracted with butane and hexane for a little teeny child is not, not, not conductive. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, now, the other thing with children that we see is if if they have like arthritis or pain and inflammation or juvenile arthritis, they've uh, they've got to have hemp and all or CBD if you you can get a good one. Um, Because the option is drugs and acetaminophen and poisonous Mm -hmm. opiates. So, and children with insomnia can sometimes benefit. Insomnia is a big category for cannabis extract. And so is hops and cinnamons. Remember we said that other things with cannabinoid, chamomile has cannabinoid. We like chamomile, it calms us. We mm-hmm. like cinnamon. An old ancient remedy was two teaspoons of cinnamon and, and, and hot milk as an, as an anti-insomnia drug. And you know, in ancient Greece, they used oregano for insomnia. It's very rich in cannabinoid. 
So, so you, you you talk about mixing um, the CBD with with other things. What what is the reason for that? Anything with a cannabinoid. Okay. So that if you have uh, a synergistic effect, you see, cannabis only has so many arenas that it's extremely effective for. But if you synergize it with a bit of cinnamon some clove, perhaps rosemary, oregano, it becomes even a more potent drug for inflammation, for nerve, nervous system diseases like MS, Lou Gehrig's, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, Bell's palsy. We are using a combination, oftentimes, of wild oregano raw supercritical with uh, hemp slash cannabis raw supercritical. Our research is showing that combination is more effective for inflammatory disorders than just the cannabis alone. When we talk about cinnamon and hops, then that's a great combination when you want to sedate someone. So if you want to give some good insomnia support or some anxiety support, then that would be a good triage. And there is a product out, actually, Hempinol PM, for instance, that has the cinnamon, the chamomile, the hops, and the cannabis together, but regardless, uh, we're going to see more and more where people are taking cannabinoid-rich plants and combining it with cannabis. Cannabis has 80 cannabinoids. Nothing can match it, you know, in terms of total mass. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. So, so by mixing them together, does that make um, the effectiveness just greater for what you're trying yes, to do with it? Yes, it does. It really does for certain conditions. Uh, as I mentioned, if you, were, if you were to take just the cannabis by itself, it's relatively mild. But when you add in these other potent spices, you're getting this major synergy and a more aggressive taste. Plus, you're getting other sources of BCP. Remember we talked about the all-important terpene beta-caryophyllene, which is the one for neuroregeneration. And that's the big daddy cannabinoid that's in the cinnamon, the cloves, the sage, the rosemary, and so forth. So I like the idea of, you know, of, even if you did this, if you took your, your CBD or your hemp and all, and you had a couple teaspoons of cinnamon and a hot uh, drink, <laughs> you'd see a potency, you know, you'd see a potent, you know, a potentizing of it, mm. uh, of that. And uh, so, so it's interesting. So in my experience... Uh- Cannabis is very effective for nerve degeneration, for pain, for Bell's palsy, for autism, seizures, uh, attention deficit, for chronic pain, and for addictions. Those are its big, big arenas. So um, one thing I know as well that that it's used for is... um, uh, mood disorders, anxiety, depression, PTSD. Um, what results do people see there? Uh, I've seen enormous results uh, with like women who have three kids and soccer momming and super stressed and two jobs. Uh, they're, they're benefiting from a few drops twice a day. We're seeing people who are stressed out at their work, feeling less stress. So any, and, and, and I've had some hardcore anxiety cases that are taking this who have improved and who've been able to wean themselves with their doctor's care off the medication, it's quite effective for stress and anxiety. Uh, there's no question about it. Don't forget that other initiation, migraine headache. 
especially the type that happens to have the wild oregano. As hot as that is, that combination, remember the ancient Greeks, they used oregano mm-hmm. and they used cannabis for migraines. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Now, here's a, here's a, here's a phenomenon. Me, case history. So I'm pretty productive. I've written already 25 books, but now I'm writing seven at once. I attribute it to two things. Plus, I'm writing a 1,000-page book called Textbook of Natural Remedies or Textbook of Natural Cures. I've been wanting to write it for 20 years. I finished my book on osteopathic medicine. I just finished a book on the coconut fat miracle. And then another one now on tree resins from the northern forest. So how am I doing all this? I attribute it to two things. I'm a fan of hemp and all with the oregano and hemp and all without under the tongue. And I pound the PM form. I pound it at night, five capsules every night to knock myself into REM sleep. And now I'm so much more productive because I get the deep REM factor going. Maybe if we need to, t- we need to testify to the truth. I'm testifying to my truth. I'm five times more productive as an individual since I've been on cannabis. So those who want to beat it up, beat it up all you want. I'm not changing. <laughs> you know, I'm sticking mm-hmm. with this stuff. Well, I, you know, I, I think that's good to hear. I mean, especially with, with the idea of the pothead who's sitting on the couch and, and you know, not doing anything. Um, you're saying the opposite. And, um, you, you know, with the reason why I brought up the, the stress and the anxiety and depression is that that's rising in our in our world. And um, although that's because we need to make some changes to our toxicity and the way our community is until those get implemented and people recognize that, we do need help. And um, to think of people being on um, medication when there's something natural that that might be able to help them, um, you know, I I just think that's a better option. It is, and we lost uh, almost 100 years of use of that fantastic cannabis sativa and indica, um, natural medicine supreme for the neurological health and for you know, minimizing pain and, and then making you feel good. The feel-goody effect of a deep night of sleep, uh, the feel-goody effect of, uh, of taking this for immediate mood improvement and the general neural regeneration so that you don't succumb to the alcohol. You don't even want it. You don't want the tobacco. You don't want the marijuana high-dose THC. You don't want the SSRIs. You don't want the opiates. You, you want rid of it. So if you're on it, you get rid of it because you, don't, you can't handle the poison anymore, all because of crude cannabis extract. Yes, CBD is great, but you're going to get 10 to 15 percent on the disease syndrome. So it's going to focus on the seizures, it's going to focus on some of the stress and some of the... But if you want the 90 percent plus, all the things I talked about, you have to move to the crude extract. If you want the creativity, it's even proven by an Israeli study. They found that the crude extract does not have a bell curve. The problem with the CBD is you have to keep taking it, taking it, taking it. Let me tell you the difference. When you take the crude extract, it induces the neuroregeneration. You get the positive benefits, then you don't need it so much. Mm. You, can, you don't even need to take it but once or twice a week because you already get the benefit inside the brainstem. And you don't need a lot of cannabinoid anyway. You don't need a lot of cinnamon, sage, rosemary, oregano, cannabis. Right. Yeah, well, the, so, which which is way better. I mean, then you're not dependent on something all the time that you can't travel the with. Or, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's it's amazing to me. I am astounded beyond even my book. I have to write another edition, maybe in a year or two, <laughs> uh, as to what 
potentials there are for the human race. No wonder they had it in the in the churches and and they were you know that you see the Catholic Church with that thing they whisk back and forth in the smoke that used to be cannabis with frankincense and myrrh. Come on, we need this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm even hopeful that one day somebody's going to put out a proper you know incense that we can burn in our home. You know, so it's time. So you talk about um, sativa and indica, and, and we're almost at the end of our show, but if you can just very quickly tell us, uh, we didn't get into that. Um, we got sativa a little distracted. Is the cru- yeah. Sativa is agricultural hemp, which is now fortunately grown organically by a few uh, companies are bringing out the organic kind. That's the kind that they make rope. Indica is technically the pot. Call it pot because they grow it in a pot indoors. So the smaller plant is indica, the big monster is sativa. Let's get our drugs from the sativa, uh, and if they can make a good quality marijuana without solvents, I'm, I'm waiting. Uh, that would also be a good medicine for people. Yeah, I agree. Um, so um, so the, 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 the sativa and indica also, I, I think people react to them differently, if I'm correct. Well, again, don't forget that uh, the old indica may have been good back in uh, the 4th century B.C., but they've cloned it, recloned it, uh, you know, to push that THC up. That's why I'm staying away from it. And if you're a, if you're a footballer or you're a cop, you can't have the THC in your system anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm suggesting that the general public find crude extract from organically raised cannabis free of solvents from the sativa species. Uh, then you're, you don't have any THC. I never make that clear. There is no THC. The amount is so minimal, by the time they make a one-ounce bottle or a capsule, there isn't any in there. But that's okay. not true of marijuana. If you take uh, and make a marijuana tincture, you're loaded with THC. Okay. Big that's, yeah, that's good to know. Um, so if anybody wants more information, how can they get a hold of you or your book? Well, they can call 1-800-295-3737, 800-295-3737, or go to AmericanWildFoods.com, www.AmericanWildFoods.com. You should be able to view the book. I'm not saying buy anything, but you can have a look at the book, the back cover front. You can look at the crude extract and uh, study that, see if it makes sense to you. Oh, perfect. Well, um, thank you so much for joining me today. I enjoyed this. And in Canada, we do ship directly from Mississauga as well as in the U.S. We ship from the Chicago, so people can get the book. And I would oh, recommend perfect. coming to me for the book versus Amazon. I, Amazon's kind of ruined the book business. <laughs> so I'm telling people, support the little guy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, well, thank you so much. Okay, you betcha. My pleasure. If you want uh, more information about my story and what I went through, you can uh, uh, see that on my blog site at dr-risk.com. Don't be sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, or your favorite social media platform. And feel free to send me an email at nancycalgary at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to make today a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Please join Dr. Rebecca Risk again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk more next week. 